Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, fellow friends of animals, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday so far. One of my favorite Pet Place guests is coming back in just a few minutes. It's Robin Gansert, the president and CEO of the American Humane Association, and she has some incredible updates about how things are going in Japan with regards to helping animals affected by the horrible tsunami two years ago. Can you believe it's been that long? She also has some updates about the animal rescue and aid work that her organization has been involved with here in the U.S. after Superstorm Sandy. The American Humane Association really works hard to help animals everywhere, and Robin is truly an inspirational leader. And for all you social networkers out there, are you ready for a special social network for pets? That's right, you're going to have to share your online time with your non-human family members now, and Ken Braun from Europet will have all the details for you after our halftime break. So stay right where you are, tune to Key Mozart, and we'll get started after a very quick message. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now from the American Humane Association is the President and CEO, Robin Ganser. Good morning, Robin, and welcome back to the Pet Place. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing really well, and I'm so glad that I'm able to talk with you again. Last time we spoke, we were talking about the tsunami in Japan a couple years ago. I can't believe it's already been a couple years. I know, I know, and still so much hard work to do on the ground near Fukushima, and it's amazing that the the rescue efforts and the sheltering efforts still continue. Well, I imagine they are still recovering in so many ways. After seeing the devastation over there, I I was kind of hoping the news would continue to update us on, on how everything is going because it just seemed like total devastation, and I just can't imagine that everything is back to normal yet. Well, it's certainly not, and our friends there on the ground are still reporting just as of weeks ago uh, that the uh, animals are still being rescued from their ground zero. So animals are still escaping, still uh, in search of of homes and still in search of of, uh, emergency care. And I want you to know, Marie, we're so delighted to be able to say at the two-year anniversary of Fukushima and the devastation uh, in Japan and that area in particular, uh, American Humane Association is able to still provide resources and funding support to help those animals and those families in need. And that's thanks to our generous donors who have really made it a point of, uh, of helping uh, our friends an ocean apart. And it's, it's pretty, um, 
impactful. That is amazing. I know that out of sight, out of mind, when something first happens, lots of donations come in and lots of care for the people and the animals affected. But once the news stops covering something, the donations kind of dry up. So I'm I'm glad to hear that people are still helping you out and and you guys are still actively working to get these animals back to their homes. Well, thank you. We recently made an announcement at $130,000 in grants we've issued to help the shelter right at Fukushima, and now they're housing 994 animals and another 325 animals at a nearby shelter in an overflow facility. Wow. So certainly it's a, it's a lot of long-term sheltering needs because, as you just said, it's going to be a really long time before many of those animals get to go back home. Now, do you know who owns these animals? And it's just trying to figure out when and how to get them back to their families, if their families are even back to a a normal part in their life. How does that process all work? You know, this is going to be so unique for all of us to, to watch and monitor because many of these animals are claimed and owned animals. Uh, so it's interesting because it is going to be a long-term sheltering experience because so many families don't want to relinquish their rights to their beloved four-legged family member mm-hmm. uh, because that's a, a, a member of their family. They just don't, in their current circumstances, have a place to take that animal to to call home wow. uh, because they're still in temporary housing themselves. And that's a very challenging recovery process. And, you know... So many of us look to our animals for that unconditional love, and when you've lost so much, it's got to be so hard on those families. I'm sure it is. Wow. And I know that there was a lot of concern and worry about the power plant there. Can you talk at all about the radiation, how that's affected the animals and the sheltering process? Do you have any knowledge about that? Just a, a very little bit, because certainly I'm not a... Um, a nuclear scientist by any stretch, uh-huh. but, but I can tell you what our reports are from veterinarians on the ground is that they're trying to understand and explore the impact and incidences of cancer mm-hmm. in these animals, to explore that in the long term to see what kind of impact that level of disaster had on on the animals, and it's going to be interesting to see what studies occur in the next year or two. Okay, yeah, it would be interesting to see the long-term effects of what happens there. But are the animals actually being maintained still around Ground Zero, or are they moved away into a safer facility? They're moved away to a safer facility still in that region, and so many of those animals get visits on the weekends by their owners. Oh, good. You bring them toys and you know, special bedding, and there's so many uh, wonderful volunteers, just like we have in this country. Mm-hmm. In Japan, there's a lot of folks who love animals, and they're volunteering their time so that those uh, wonderful cats and dogs in particular get the extra hugs they need. Ah, that's great to know. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't just help out in Japan. You are the American Humane Association, after all, and you played mm-hmm. a huge role in Superstorm Sandy. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, my goodness. Superstorm Sandy impacted so many of our friends and neighbors in the Northeast, and and I actually was part of our deployment there, and I can tell you firsthand how the devastation was for 
for so many communities. And we sheltered and uh, rescued animals during uh, the height of the storm and directly following. But equally important, Marie, was the fact that we went and brought in over 160,000 pounds of immediate relief supplies and another truckload of medical supplies to a number of shelters in New Jersey and in Staten Island so that we could provide our friends uh, the supplies they needed from pet food to cat litter. And our Red Star team did just an amazing job on the ground making sure that people impacted in the barrier islands and in Atlantic City and all throughout New Jersey and Staten Island had those supplies delivered to their homes. It really sounds like a lot of things have changed since Hurricane Katrina where animals really were the last thing on the official rescue workers' minds and people who went in to help the animals were kind of pushed aside to a certain extent and there were some real issues. What's your take on that? Do you feel things have really improved? You know, I still think our communities aren't uh, as prepared as we should be for mm-hmm. any types of these natural disasters that uh, that impact us. And sometimes it's really hard for us safe in our homes to imagine the impact of a Sandy or a Joplin type of tornado. And uh, and we don't uh, have all of our supplies ready. I'm still um, surprised to see that many of us who love our animals, that we don't have emergency uh, kits ready to go for That's when true. we need to evacuate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't ourselves gone through disaster preparation training. Uh, and we ourselves don't have our human emergency kits, much less That's the, true. the necessary supplies for our animals. So I do think we have a long way to go, but... Uh, We're delighted that we did see people evacuate with their animals, which was fantastic, but still far too many people weren't as prepared as we should be Mm -hmm. uh, for this season of storms. And so I encourage everyone listening today, we are approaching that uh, summertime weather patterns, everything from tornado to hurricane season. And I ask everyone to, to get their pet emergency kits ready to roll so that we can all be prepared to evacuate when a crisis or disaster strikes. Right, and here in California, we're prone to earthquakes, and April is Earthquake Preparedness Month, and I always try and remind everybody to get their earthquake and emergency kits together for their animals and for themselves, and to practice, too, because if you have a pet who's not used to getting in and out of the kennel, or into a box, or going for a ride in the car, they are going to really freak out if you have to leave in a hurry. So practice your emergency plan. Oh, that's such great advice, Marie. And we were actually up and down the West Coast, California, all throughout California up to Seattle, uh, just over the past few weeks with our Red Star Rescue Rig, taking it to schools and educating kids all about the needs to have those emergency kits ready to roll, showing them how important it is to have a collar and a and a crate and food and everything all packed up and it was been such a great uh, a great adventure and uh, we uh, I saw so many smiling faces of kids and they were able to share their stories about what it is to be humane to their animals. You've been doing a lot with kids lately, haven't you? Local school kids um, and humane education. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, you know, American Humane Association was founded for the 
protection of kids and animals back in 1877. That's right. So we've been working on kids' issues uh, just as much as we've been working on the animal issues. But truly, we've been celebrating that power of that child-animal bond and mm-hmm. what that means to teach us all how to be empathetic and compassionate and caring citizens and really teaching kids all about respect for all living creatures, which we know if we get it right for our kids, our society becomes so much better, so much more enriched. And uh, we are uh, uh, devoted now to uh, working on re-energizing the entire compassion movement for our nation's children. We just launched a month ago a new Life Humane Heroes Club. It's an after-school club curriculum, Mm -hmm. uh, bringing back Be Kind to Animals in a really special way and really giving kids these life lessons about what it means to to have love and compassion for all living creatures. Wow, that sounds great. And the American Humane Association is probably most famous for its participation in the film and television industry to make sure that animals are treated humanely. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, you know, it's uh, it's work that we have done for over 70 years. We, every year, protect over 100,000 animals who are used in film and entertainment who are going to work to to be in a production and what's interesting about this this is all species Mm -hmm. around the globe in a whole host of environments this is challenging work but we've been able to have a 99.98 percent safety rating based on a series of certification standards that scientists have developed leading animal welfare and behavioral scientists have developed what it is to uh, be humane uh, while working in these very specialized situations. And so we've been really leading the way for the voice of protections for animal actors. It is hard work. It is work every day where we're out there uh, really advocating for uh, the beloved animals that we see in entertainment. And at the end of the day, uh, we know that there's so still more work to do. There is actually a, a call to action with the Animal Actors Roundtable so we can open up a dialogue with uh, uh, the entertainment industry about the future of our protections for animal actors. Okay. Do so you feel that it's, it's pretty that the, the entertainment industry is very welcoming of the American Humane Association, or do you feel that there's still some walls and, and boundaries? You know, that's an incredible question, and I think with the humane movement overall in this country, there are always uh, uh, varying levels of support and interest, as there are with any industry and any uh, any work that we try to do to advance legislation on other issues, mm-hmm. to, you know, to advance protections for both kids and animals. And, of course, the entertainment industry uh, uh, is an industry built on from creative people who share a love for animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these animals are, are intrinsic to their creative vision on screen. Uh, but it's tough work because there's, it requires a great deal of training in advance. And as we go onto those sets, we find ourselves in the unique position of being really truly the voice for those animals and to say, wait a minute, can't go there, can't do that. And that's what's resulted in an incredible safety record 
but also an incredible human-animal bond safety mm-hmm. record. Too. That's outstanding. Robin, where can somebody find out more about the great work that the American Humane Association does? I know you have a website. Let's tell everybody what it is. Oh, wonderful. It's AmericanHumane.org, and once again, we are so thankful to be able to share a little bit about our announcements today on our work, and we're just grateful to be able to have folks join us in the compassion movement. And it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for stopping by the Pet Place today. Thank you so much. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Ken Braun from Europet is going to give you all the info you need to get your pet set up with his very own social networking profile. So stay right where you are, and we'll be back with more Pet Place here on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and I'd like to welcome Ken Braun from Europet. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Marie. How are you? I'm doing really well. I, I like the name Your Pet. <laughs> are, you, are, are you a pet today? <laughs> oh, Everyone gosh. Can be a pet. Everyone can be a pet. That's right. So it's U R A P E T dot com. Is that correct? That's correct. And what is it? Well, what your pet is, it's you know, it's kind of like it's it's a social network. Forget about being human for a minute. Go on and log on and be your pet. Go on and uh, be a dog. Log on. I am a dog. I am a cat. I'm a puppy. I'm a goldfish. I'm a lizard. So basic, basically, you're you're kind of it's it's kind of fantasy driven social network where you're kind of bringing the personality of your pet <laughs> into this social networking world here and. Uh, Listen, if you're a dog and you want to make friends with another dog, you can do it on your pet through the the, the, the dog network. Uh, you're a lizard looking to befriend another lizard. Well, there's a network of lizards <laughs> just waiting for you to become friends. Oh, and, you know, it, and it's just one of those things where it's just kind of, you know, it just one of those things where, you know, everyone kind of, you know, when you're at home is kind of giving your pet a voice anyway. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Was, well, you know, I just want to let you know that my pets are completely computer literate and always use the computer when I'm not on there. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're on there, they're blogging, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, like little kitty or doggy is going to get getting your uh, your Visa or MasterCard and making yeah, purchases. Yeah, you know, like, well, I, I've had some really strange charges on my account, so I, I'm sure it's my pets because these strange things show up in the mail that I definitely did not order. <laughs> oh, of course. It's like, uh, who ordered this red ball? <laughs> it's like, all right, uh well, how many how many pets have their own profiles so far on your pet, and when did you get started? Well, we got started, believe it or not, Marie, only a couple of days ago. I think it was uh, on last Friday where we kind of just came out of beta. Uh, we spent about a month doing a lot of beta testing and listening to uh, beta users and how to improve the site. So it's only been a couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. So we only have you know a couple hundred members, um, but that's really not doing any marketing yet. The marketing is set to hit... I believe next week uh, we're going to have some celebrity uh, tweeters tweeting out there, want people who are known for loving their pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to be putting a word out there, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what's what's going to happen then. <laughs> so, so this is going to be like your typical social media website where your pet will have his own profile picture 
and post status updates about, you know, going to the dog park and meeting some of the other oh, dogs yeah. and things oh, like yeah. that. And you can post videos, or your dog, rather, can post um, videos. Yes. And <laughs> we have a video module uh, that is going to be launched. We have a couple things that we're doing enhancements right now. We have uh, a video module, which is actually done. So hopefully uh, about two weeks or so that'll be up there. We can uh, you know take a video of your dog and give it a voice and say, oh here I am, oh here, I am. hey boss, what are you doing? Or you know, or or would you please let me out? I've been looking at you for ten minutes. I gotta pee. You know? uh-huh. uh, we're doing some funny viral you know kitschy stuff and giving that pet a voice. Uh, videos coming, yes. Uh, we also have another module rolling out actually in a couple of days uh, where you can sign up multiple pets. Um, so you know, can go on there and, and sign up uh, if you have a dog, you're a fish, a cat. Uh, you all do it with, within one login, so that okay. that enhancement is coming in. Oh, okay, that'd be good. Then you don't have to create yeah. usernames and passwords that you can't exactly. remember. Exactly. Yeah, you'll have yeah, you'll have one username. You go on there and sign up multiple pets and and just go to town and have fun and. Uh, and, and, I, and I guess the human can have multiple personalities through different pets, too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> living vicariously through your, your dog yeah. <laughs> or your cat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just, it's fun. You know, it's just something that is just a blast to do. It's fun, and it kind of takes you away from the the typical social network and privacy issues, and here you can just be your dog and cat. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are, you know. <laughs> this idea and and do you have any partners in crime i do my partner and co-founder is my wife sharon okay. uh, and the way that it came, it came up was you know we're sitting around the house and you know we have two dogs we have a shih tzu and then we have a uh, a golden retriever and we're always giving voices to the dogs when they're doing stuff like oh where's my ball where is that ball i can't find that ball oh, look squirrel <laughs> you know and, and we were over the holiday break you know, at Christmas, um, her sister, Karen, was telling stories about Charlie the Chocolate Lab and how Charlie goes out there and, look, Mom, I'm, I, I found a stick, and here's my stick. I'm going to bring it to you. And you throw it. I go get it, and I bring it back to you. And she's giving Charlie a voice. So uh-huh. we started doing some research, and we found out a lot of people are, like, really doing this. Like, we're not the only crazy ones here. <laughs> you know, people are giving people, you know, pets' voices all over the place. And like, you know what? I think we have something here. <laughs> um, I think so. so. Then, yeah, you know, and we started exploring it, and uh, the name was available, the tagline, mm-hmm. where pets do all the talking was available, and give your pet a voice was available, trademark. I'm like, I think we got something fun here. So. How difficult is it to set something like this up, though? I mean, it must, well, are, are you a programmer? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Well, my, my yes, uh, Sharon and I own a company called Lounge Lizard, uh, loungelizard.com. When, uh, it's a web development company. Oh, okay <laughs> so, then. Yeah, so <laughs> we were like, you know, all these people are coming to us with all these great social network ideas and mobile apps. And, mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, I think we can develop this ourselves. <laughs> Definitely. So we, yeah, so we are lucky enough to kind of, um, have the staff to to put it together because I mean something like this would cost obviously it would cost you know a, a lot, lot of money. Well, are you going yeah. to have pet products and things like that pop up on the side of the screen? Oh or? yes, okay. Yes, we are. We have a couple really cool things to tell you about. Um, one, which is actually, and I get to the products in a minute, is we we have something that we're developing now, which is kind of like an amber alert for lost dogs. Oh, excellent. So basic, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically, you know, someone with a zip code. 
uh, whatever their zip code is, if there's a lost pet in that area, this this alert, this lost pet alert is going to pop up on their screen saying, hey, there's a, you know, a, a lost, you know, golden retriever in, in your neighborhood. Wow. And it's also going to hit the surrounding towns of the zip, co- zip code. Um, and because, you know, so forget about putting the post-it notes up on the, uh, you know, the telephone poles mm-hmm. and the grocery stores. Your pet's going to actually, eventually is going to help. You know, once we have the big community, sure. all this function, help people find their lost pets. This um, could really be huge if it takes off. Oh. I mean, oh, yeah. animals, yeah. if they're found within the first maybe yeah. four or five hours of, of getting lost, right. that's the critical time. And if you could get alerts like this up and it's, it's a huge, gigantic network. I mean, right. the possibilities are just amazing and wonderful. I'm oh, glad you're yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's you know, and again, it was just like these ideas pop up. We saw a lost a lost uh, poodle actually mm-hmm. in the uh, the grocery store, like about a month ago. Like, wait a minute. Eventually, like in a year from now, when we have millions of people on this thing, I mean, that lost poodle is going to be found within you know maybe hours because. You know, you know, thousands of people within that zip code radius are going to know about it. Yeah, that would be you know, great. So, yeah, right? Yeah. And the other thing that I could suggest, being the pet place here, I don't know if you know this, but our, our main mission is to promote rescues and adoptions from shelters and yeah. rescues. And I hope somehow you'll incorporate that theme into your program because there's so many homeless animals out there that need Forever families, and and this could be a great way to showcase some of those animals. Yeah, well, well, I tell you, my sister is really big into uh, a rescue organization here on Long Island, and that's what really kind of like brought uh, to our attention the uh, the functionality of doing multiple pets because we can now go out to the rescue organization and say, hey, you know, you have twenty dogs you're trying to find homes. Give them each a profile. Definitely on, on, on your pet and say, hey, you know, I'm Charlie. And I, I'm looking for a home. And then after and, they get adopted, you know, they could start posting about what life is like in their new home and what a success it's been. That's actually a great idea. You know, we'll have to bring you on board as <laughs> <laughs> a marketing consultant. That, that's actually a really good idea. And I, um, I've heard yeah. too that your your dog is the president and CEO oh, yeah. of Europet. Yes, Belly. Yes, Belly Braun is the. Uh, <laughs> Is the president and CEO? Um, we're negotiating stock options right now. Oh, okay. Uh, with her, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's been a big struggle, you know. It's like arm wrestling, you know, arm versus paw. Yeah. She's winning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Ken, this sounds like great fun, and I'm all for our listeners integrating their pets in all aspects of their lives. So, getting them hooked on social networking, just like their owners, is fabulous. And thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It was it was a pleasure, Marie. Thank One more time before I let you go. What's the website? Sure. It's www.urapet.com, urapet.com. Excellent. And we need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on K-Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Last week, Doug Poindexter from the World Pet Association stopped by the Pet Place to remind everyone about 
Pet Expo. That's coming up April 19th through 21st at the Orange County Fairgrounds. Of course, I'll be there in the Pet Place booth, so be sure to stop by and say hello. The Expo opens all three days at 10 a.m., closes at 6 p.m. on Friday and Sunday, and 7 p.m. on Saturday. There are so many fun animal-related things going on at Pet Expo. You really won't want to miss it. And if you're looking to adopt a pet, there will be hundreds of available animals from shelters and rescues waiting for homes. So get this on your calendar, and we'll see you at the Orange County Fairgrounds in Costa Mesa, April 19th through 21st. For more info, visit www.petexpooc.com. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.